Welcome to the March to a Million podcast with Greg DuPont, founder of the Wealth Solutions Network. In this podcast, Greg shares his journey to positively impact one million lives by creating an army of financially minded attorneys who embrace an expanded role in their clients' lives. Greg and his guests challenge the status quo in the legal profession and the financial services industry and show attorneys how they can improve their lives, provide greater value to their clients, and experience greater professional satisfaction. Join us in this movement and strengthen your business by learning how to solve your clients' most pressing financial problems. Hello and welcome to another March to a Million podcast with Greg DuPont. Greg, today you are interviewing Lawrence Black. Tell me a little bit about who that is. So I'm really excited to be able to bring Lawrence's perspective uh, to the listeners of this podcast. Uh, Lawrence is the founder of the Index Standard, uh, and I just got done recording our training sessions with Lawrence, which is helping members of WSN uh, get an understanding of this engine that's driving so many of these modern financial devices, the index. He also talks about exchange-traded funds, but Lawrence is going to take a deep dive uh, into that. And in our conversation here uh, that's coming up, uh, he gives you a great outline of what this thing is. It's called an index. That's part of index annuities and index life insurance. So uh, stay tuned. This is going to be a great conversation. Hello and welcome. Uh, My guest today is Lawrence Black of the index standard. Now, Lawrence is a a true visionary in this field, uh, somebody that I've gotten to know over time, and I'm proud to call him and his team one of our strategic partners. And what Lawrence and I are talking about today is actually, one, some of the history of indexes, but we're also talking about Uh, the rest of this class that we are now creating, which is going to give people a deep dive into what this whole indexing thing is all about. As I shared with Lawrence, when I started my journey into financial advisory, uh, I started with a mutual fund company, and then I was introduced to indexes along the way, and boy, I found out I didn't know a whole lot about this. So I'm glad that I could have an expert like Lawrence come in and help you get off on the right foot, understanding what indexes are and what they're all about. So first and foremost, uh, I've kind of wandered on a little bit, but I'd like to welcome you. Thank you for coming, Lawrence, and uh, and ask you to introduce yourself to the world. Sure. Greg, it's great to join you today. So my name is Lawrence Black, and I'm the founder of the Index Standard. I spent most of my career working in investment banking and actually developing and designing indices. For the last 10 years of my career, I was at Barclays, where I led the index design group. And about three and a half years ago, I founded the Index Standard. Now, what we do at the Index Standard, we're trying to, we're a little bit like a mini Morningstar. So like Morningstar, we rate and evaluate ETFs, but actually we also rate and evaluate all the indices used in the insurance and structured product space. Secondly, we provide forward-looking 10-year forecast for each index to help people think about the future because as we know the past doesn't repeat and then um, finally we're also providing model allocations for annuities and then just sort of in summary for me the way I would like to, to make make two quick observations number one you know I founded the index standard because we want to help people do better We want them to understand what they're buying. So we have lots of education, all our reports, we use very clear language. And then my final point is, I feel like I'm a 
poacher turned gamekeeper. I used to design the indices, and now what I'm doing is trying to evaluate them and help people identify well-designed indices. Well, that's um, that leads to a, a, a observation. There are a huge number of indexes, aren't there? You're absolutely right, Greg. I mean, today there's actually, according to the Index Industry Association, there's more than 3 million indices. But actually, even in our insurance space, there's a huge number. There's actually more than 200 that have been used um, in the insurance space over the last 25 years. And in actual fact, in any one time, there's more than 100 that are being used. Now, you know, this is, presents a number of challenges because there's 100 and they're all getting pretty complex. So how do you choose from these 100? Well, as I mentioned, when I started in this business, uh, I got introduced to the idea of indexing, oh, about seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I started selling index annuities because I, I loved them. You know, I was a, I was a no annuity guy yeah. when there was the variable annuity world. I just I'd say I was I was just I was there with Ken Fisher. I hate annuities. Uh, but then I was introduced to the concept of index annuities, uh, fixed index annuities and index annuities. And the idea sounded wonderful. Uh, and, and I had some clients that I put into it and the, the history looked good and all that stuff. And, you know, several years down the pipe, it, it, it really didn't work out. Um, and so, you know, I relied upon my FMO, uh, to give me good guidance as to what were the right, um, indexes. But, you know, obviously, Things have gotten a little complicated, uh, and so with the index standard, I just kind of want to highlight what you mentioned there in passing about what I like to call forward-looking due diligence. Uh, and can you kind of highlight that and dive in a little bit more into what that means and what you do with that? Yeah, no, that, that, that's great, Greg. So let's start at the very high level. So here's my view, right? We all drive cars. And when you're driving a car, you look through your front windshield and you look through the rearview mirror. So when I'm driving a car, I can't drive my car just by looking in the rearview mirror. And when you're choosing an index, it's a little bit the same. You can't choose an index just based on the past or the illustration, right? If I was to show you 100 and 120 years of rolling S&P returns, what you would see is they would go up and they go down. There's never one point when those returns are straight. So that's why you need to take a forward-looking mindset. You have to look forward. So that's our belief. You need to look forward, take the forward-looking forecast, take the illustration, and you know what? The truth is probably somewhere in the between. So that's why we believe that you need to incorporate forecasts into your thinking. So how do we at the Index Standard think about forecasting? Well, firstly, let me make a couple observations. Forecasting has been around for hundreds of years. Began over 120 years ago with a guy called Charles Dow, and he had his Dow theory where he had six factors that he looked to try and forecast stocks. Then you had a guy in the 1930s called Benjamin Graham, very well known for his book called Securities Analysis, called the father of value investing. He was trying to predict the price of the S&P. He would try and work out the earnings and apply a future multiple. You then had Robert Schiller, who's been looking at using his well-known CAPE ratio. Had a guy called um, Jack Bogle, who we all respect at Vanguard. He was looking at the S&P and trying to forecast the S&P using dividends. 
and the price earnings ratio. And today there's about 70 firms that forecast. So it's a forecasting is a big business. Now what we do at the index standard, we have a, a three step process. Step one is we go to about 35 uh, firms who produce 10 year forecasts. Most people produce their forecasts at the 10 year point. And why do they do 10 years? Well, 10 years is, is much easier than one year. It's a lot of noise around one year. But with 10 years, you've got a more reasonable shot of trying to predict what returns are. So we pick up all these 35 uh, forecasts and we average it. We call this the wisdom of Wall Street. That's step one. Step two, what we do is we go to each index and we do a deep dive. We want to analyze that index on its sort of DNA, stocks, bonds, and commodities. So what we do is actually like a sort of 23andMe DNA analysis. I hope some of you have heard of the that um, technique. What you simply do is you take a swab, send it in, and they'll come back and tell you whether you're Irish, Polish, or Lithuanian, or even Nigerian, whatever the case is. So we do the same for each index, except we're analyzing the exposure with stocks, bonds, and commodities. And once we have that, we then go and look at the forecasts for stocks, bonds, and commodities. So we've got those two things. We blend them together in a, in a process called a simulation. We run it 10,000 times, and then we're able to apply those Wall Street projections directly to each index. And then that is how we produce a 10-year forward-looking return. We essentially leverage wisdom of Wall Street and apply it to each index. And then we can give our clients that front windscreen, and then they've got the illustrations, and you can look at both and make some sensible choices. I like to, to tell clients and prospects that, you know, number one, my crystal ball is faulty. If my license to have one has, has not been revoked, uh, you know, and nobody's got it. You know, I, I, I firmly believe, and this is part of my mission and, and my vision, uh, my concern, uh, that there is, uh, there's a, this black swan event that is going to be out on the horizon. Uh, we've seen it repeatedly over and over and over again. Uh, and I, I'm driven to get as many people in a position where they can withstand what happens and then participate in what happens next. And that's why I'm such a fan of indexing. Um, and, it's, and, and I, I like to come down as I, I remind people of back in the 1990s when we had, uh, the, um, Donald Rumsfeld. Famously saying you know, we have <laughs> the 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 unknown unknowns, the known knowns, you know, and the known unknowns, right? And we don't know what that black swan's gonna be. And what it sounds to me like what your wisdom of Wall Street does is it it takes the the pool of the best minds in the investment world and says, Okay, these are our known risks and this is what's what's gonna be re what's going to happen based upon that. We don't know the, the unknown, but by being able to take out those known risks, then we build in resilience to handle that unknown. Is that, does, am, I, am I on the right track there from no, your perspective? No, I think you're exactly right. And, and the way I think about it is, you know, our forecasts, we try and project, as you said, the known knowns, right? So we can help you with that. But then, how do you deal with those unknowns, right? Those unknown unknowns. And the only way you can really deal with that is diversification, in my view. Diversification is the most important thing out there. 
you know, it's a reason it's called the number one uh, free lunch in finance because you just, and again, I don't have a crystal ball either, Greg. You never know what's going to happen. But the only way you can protect yourself is to be diversified. So I really believe you should be diversified in your portfolio in general when you're looking at stocks, bonds, commodities, and annuities. And then when you're looking at your annuity, you should, again, diversify across all the, the asset, um, or big, bigger pardon, all the index choices that you have. And as we move into our, our training session that uh, is for the WSN members, we're going to go into a deep dive uh, into these indexes and all that stuff um, and uh, and how to understand these uh, so that you, you can see how our strategic partnership with the, the index standard and, and all that, how we're able to help you deliver a a more confident projection of the future. Uh, for what this is going to do. Uh, and as I mentioned, my experience, boy, this really looked good based upon what this thing did in the past. But we walked into you know the last four years, which had some unpredictability in it. Uh, and uh, we, we didn't do as well as we could have done. Um, I, I want to tie back just real briefly, because you mentioned that um, the index standard, you that you had – you you focus on indexes, but you also mentioned exchange traded funds, and I'm a big believer in exchange traded funds as a investment tool for the consumer for for, for most consumers. Uh, and as as I'm sure you're going to talk about in the um, uh, the training, a lot of consumers really aren't really familiar with what an exchange traded fund is. So I think I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, uh, ask you to kind of explain what that tool is, uh, because it is somewhat similar to the the indexing. And that's why you've got them in your bailiwick together. Sure. So the first thing is, Greg, if you look at any index, take the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ or the Barclays U.S. Um, aggregate index or even the MCI emerging markets. You can't invest in that index directly. So what a lot of these companies do, they provide a wrapper. They'll take the index, wrap it in what's called an exchange traded fund. And you can think about that as almost like a single share, except that single share, instead of giving exposure to a company, it gives you exposure to whatever's in that index. In the case of the S&P 500, it's the 500 largest U.S. companies that are weighted by market cap. Now, the key difference between a mutual fund and an ETF is the following. A mutual fund, you put in an order. At the end of the day, your order will be filled, and the next day, you'll get a price closing market price. The difference with an exchange-traded fund is you can trade that fund during the day. So you get the benefits of instant execution. You have an exchange who's standing behind that. They take your money, they provide security, and then in exchange for taking your money, they'll deliver you the ETF into your account. But the critical point is you can trade that um, ETF during the day. And then secondly, I think the other critical point about an ETF is a lot of the times you'll find that the fees on an ETF are lower than in a mutual fund, and that's a key benefit to the end consumer. You know, I, uh, during my early transition into financial advisory, I went, I spent some time inside a national mutual fund and financial planning firm. Uh, and 
saw, you know, rappers and mutual funds and fund families and all those kind of things and saw the layering of cost in there. Um, and then I saw the, the exchange traded funds on the horizon kind of becoming more and more uh, adopted as industry standards. Um, and that's when I decided that I was making a break out of that world into using indexes in exchange rate funds, which in my opinion are kind of the, the evolution for, yeah. for the uh, investor these days going forward. And, and with regard to exchange rate funds, you, you, so what, what exactly do you guys do? You mentioned, I just want to kind of go back into that because there are, there are thousands of those as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's probably, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but there's probably a couple thousand ETFs in the U.S. market and there's, you know, a couple trillion invested. So what we at the index standard do, we track the largest 500 index linked ETFs. So some ETFs have active managers these days, but we track and evaluate the largest 500 ETFs. And what we do is we go and evaluate them for robustness. How is that underlying index designed? Is it high quality? Um, is it diverse? Is it well built? And we'll go and evaluate it and we'll put a stamp on it. We'll give it either a platinum, gold, silver or watch our four highest categories we have neutral and then lastly we have a watch so we're trying to provide a service to guide people to the robustness and design of an index so uh, as we move toward wrapping up here a couple couple final questions uh first um give us a preview of what we're going to talk about in our training uh, that we're going to be recording here in a second so you know i think indices are a wonderful tool um you look at the index world, generally the benchmark indices have outperformed a lot of active managers. But today what we see is we see a tremendous amount of complexity in the indices, especially those used in the insurance space. So there's still a lot of misconceptions. People don't really understand how an index works or how it's designed. So what we're going to do, we're going to go through in about 20 minutes a training module where we will give you all the key things you need to know about an index. We keep it at a very straightforward level. We just use logic and common sense to explain all the key concepts that you'll need to know around indexing. Logic and common sense is sometimes missing in this industry. So I, I thank you for bringing some of that to this conversation. Because, because indexes in the insurance world, uh, um, you know, are, are a wave of the future uh, and can be very powerful for your clients, the consumers buying annuities and life insurance as they're looking to try to accumulate some some asset base in that. Uh, so it's very important for you to understand this. Um, and, and I'm not sure, I didn't ask you this question, Lawrence. Uh, does your business, is it solely for advisors or is there some consumer information element of all this that if somebody happens to just be uh, out there, not really in this world, but it comes across the podcast and wants to get some additional information. Can they? Sure. Uh, you can go to the indexstandard.com. You can log on, get a free web, get a free account, and you can see the largest 150 ETFs. You can see our reports. So we want to make our resources available to everyone to help them understand and really do a little bit better. And we have a lot of technical, um, technical and key indices that are all used in the insurance space, you need to become a subscriber for that. But we're very keen to help educate and help people understand what they're buying. So we do offer that service. Fantastic. Yeah, for, 
for if you, an individual consumer out there, I, I do believe that uh, in, 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 adi- in addition to some mutual funds, uh, if not excluding all mutual funds, exchange rate funds really should be uh, part of what you're doing as, as your own portfolio if you're managing yourself. Uh, and I venture to guess with the 150 that uh, Lawrence has collated there and, and analyzed, uh, that's probably more than you need to have access to in terms of information to put together your own portfolio to go forward. So, so Lawrence, uh, I'm looking forward to our upcoming conversation here. Uh, and with that, uh, folks, uh, again, Lawrence, one more time, if anybody wanted to reach out to get more information from you, the index standard, uh, how might they want to get a hold of you or uh, other ways that they might get some information and benefit sure. of your knowledge? So you can go to our website theindexstandard.com. There's a contact page. That's very easy. You can email me at lawrence.black at theindexstandard or follow us on LinkedIn as well. Thank you, Lawrence. Thanks, Greg. Thank you for listening to the March to a Million podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and get in touch with our team by visiting our website at www.wealthsolutionsgroup.biz or give us a call at 614-432-8065. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wealth Solutions Network. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice from qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have.